Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Monday the 21st of February and as usual with all the information contained in this briefing it is general advice only so please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing and if you're listening on a podcast you can head on over to marcustoday.com.au and read the disclaimer there and you can also sign up for a free 14 day trial if you're not yet a member of Marcus Today. Right, well, another uh, interesting evening session in the Dow and US markets and European markets as well with Ukraine, Russia being front and centre at the moment, uh, taking away a lot of the oxygen from the inflation interest rate argument. As a result of all this and the signs that Vladimir Putin is not actually pulling back from his uh, troop movements in Belarus and Russia, the Dow Jones fell 233 points or 0.68%. 34079. We had the Nasdaq down 1.23%, 169 points, 13,548. And the SP 500 in the middle for Diddle down 0.72 of a percent, 4349, down 31 points there. VIX index pretty much unchanged, becalmed really before the weekend, 1.28%, 28 points. We do have a US holiday tonight. It's Washington's birthday holiday, so nothing out of the US tonight. Spy futures down 51 points. Looking across to commodity markets, oil eased slightly. Uh, Certainly some talk about Iran and the negotiations there, and uh, maybe a million barrels of oil coming back onto the market through an uranium Iranian deal. WTI was down uh, 68 cents, 91.08, down 0.74. Brent down 13 cents, 92.84. Gold eased off, couldn't hold the 1900 level, down $12.20.64%, 1889.80. And iron ore bucked up a little bit, 2.2% to the good, $2.85, $133.50. The Aussie dollar under a smidge of pressure, 71.61. In terms of other commodities, we had copper eking out a 0.23 gain, nickel up 1.1, aluminium down 0.4, zinc down 1, lead down 0.6, ton up 0.46 of a percent. In ADR terms, BHP was up 2.1% and Rio up 1.2%. Other international mining houses, Freeport down 0.44, Alcoa up 2.26%. Tech down 0.4, Anglo-American down 0.09, Glencore down was up 0.31, Vale up 0.24%, Arbomile down 3.2%. Should have said that Anglo was actually up 0.09%. Okay, moving swiftly along. Here we have the S&P 500 off the lows. Uh, briefly, but back towards them at the end of the day. And of course, we do have that holiday for Washington's birthday on Monday US time. So there will be uh, effectively three days of news pent up into the US market when it comes back onto trade on Tuesday, three days of political and uh, military maneuvers, uh, both from Putin and Biden. But it's going to be another interesting week next week, I would suggest. Major stories last night, well, the uh, on Friday, rather, stocks fall, bonds rise, UK tensions continue, US existing home sales accelerated, investors elbowing out first-time buyers. 
Something that happens all over the world, it appears. Johnson & Johnson unit proposes independent exam if it remains in bankruptcy. And U.S. Apple store workers working to unionize, according to the Washington Post. J.P. Morgan sees higher net interest income returns target uh, return target nears. And Russia and Belarus extend large military drills near Ukraine. And uh, I think President uh, Vladimir Putin has said that uh, the troops will stay in Belarus for a long, long time. So he could just sit there for a long time. Summer is coming as well. So things are heating up for the troops there. Separatist rhetoric, false flag operations, fear stokes Ukrainian tensions. And Trump's Truth Social app is set for release on Monday in the Apple App Store. So that's good news. Fed officials lean against large interest rate rises to kick off rate hikes, and the Pentagon is boosting rare earth and lithium stockpiles, according to sources. And Nasdaq Composite has tumbled into a death cross, a technical pattern that has times been not that good for the markets. But uh, we'll see how that pans out. In terms of other U.S. stocks, on Friday, Apple was down just under 1%. Meta down 0.75. Google down 1.6. Microsoft down 1%. Amazon down 1.3. Tesla down 2.2. US banks eased as well, although JP Morgan was up 0.47 of a percent. And Block, the artist formerly known as Square, SQ2, of course, Afterpay here, uh, was down 6.06%. So no good news there for our tech sector where we do see SQ2, a big part of that. What to expect today? Well, we've got 10-year yields, 1.93% in the US, Australia 2.24, so creeping higher, although ECB and Germany are down slightly, 0.19%. That is positive. In Canada, the S&P TSX, which is the Toronto Stock Exchange Composite Gold Index, is up over 15% this month. So that is an economy that looks very similar to us. The borders reopen today, expecting a massive influx heading to Bondi and Manly in Sydney. Uh, the results beats at the moment are outnumbering misses by a wide margin at 47% of results, 47 to 29%. We do have futures down 51 points on Friday going into Saturday morning. So we'll obviously have a bit of a sloppy start to the day, but it will be, as usual, results-focused and Super Monday, I guess. We do see a slew of results, and we have seen some M&A activity as well. The biggest being AGL has seen a bid from Mike Cannon-Brooks, MCB, and Brookfield, looking at uh, bidding for the whole company to accelerate its move into green and clean energy. Uh, The bid is only around 4.7% above the closing price, so it's unlikely to get up, but it may prompt others to come out of the woodwork, and it may be that they have to up their bid, but certainly makes things look interesting. And uh, I have written a little bit today in Henry's take about infrastructure assets and takeover bids generally. We've also seen RWC, uh, Reliance Worldwide, lifting its dividend. Underlying profit improves. And Altium, revenue profit uh, and jumps in the first half. So a pretty good set of numbers for Altium. But will it be enough? Uh, They have been in the doghouse for a little while. A2M, A2 Milk, profit has halved. Talking about challenging market conditions. And Bluescope has declared a record interim dividend. Super cheap. Also, 110.8 million in statutory 
profit after tax down 35.9%, sales 4% lower. And we've seen Silver Lake revenue down 3% to 307.6. All in sustaining costs rose 6% to 15.97. So not particularly good news for Silver Lake. And with the gold price down, we'll expect that to be hard to buck that trend. Newix. NXL loss of 2.3 million, EBITDA down 56%, and an increase in retention and recruitment costs. That's an interesting comment from Newix. Clearly, there are some pressures in the technology sector to find good people, and they are getting more and more expensive. So that probably applies not just to Newix, but to others, although Newix will have their own set of unique problems given their performance and their reputation has taken a bit of a dent. We did see uh, Blue Scope, that record dividend, 25 cents. Sales revenue soared 62% to $9.4 billion. So maybe we'll see a good reaction to the Blue Scope numbers today, especially after we saw that uh, reaction to the Sims Group numbers as well. But certainly expecting a bit of a sloppy day today. Nothing to get excited about in resource land and um, the market as a whole will certainly be down and we do have no Wall Street lead so uh, we'll be looking at Asia and looking at those Dalian Iron futures which have been under some pressure for uh, direction in the big iron ore miners but results very much taking centre stage at the moment and uh, on the face of it this morning at least uh, some of those were relatively okay and we do have that uh, AGL interesting M&A bid from uh, Brookfield and Mike Cannon Brooks. Question of the day today, interesting move on Friday, to say the least, for Magellan. 20%, I think it was, that it rallied. Lots of shorts out of Magellan. Lots of people wrote it off, uh, a stock that I had talked about in the newsletter uh, quite a lot and on TV as well as one that I thought uh, was looking interesting and uh, at some stage would be worth buying. Um, So the question of the day is, do you think that Magellan is back on track or is this just a short squeeze? Is Magellan back on track or just a short squeeze? Certainly was a big short squeeze. It will be interesting to see what the short position is in the coming days, given that it does run three or four days behind the uh, official figures have some lag. But it'll be interesting to see how many of those shorts did buy back during that uh, big run on Friday after we saw Chris McKay, front investors, and the results, which certainly weren't as bad as some had been pretend or going for anyway. That's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. You can head on over to the Facebook discussion group. We'd love to have your thoughts, ideas, and insights over there. It's a great group. Members helping members is the motto there. There are three other streams of podcast consciousness that you can tap into. The Marcus Strategy Podcast, which is now the morning meeting uh, where we uh, chat around the table in the, uh, in, the, in the company. And we talk about investment ideas and what's happening in the market at the moment. There's the On The Desk Podcast where the guys in Melbourne uh, chat about uh, some of the issues in the market, all things financial, and my On The Couch podcast, which last week I caught up with Marcus, the man himself, asking him a few questions, one of which was, is he Bill Nye? Big questions being asked and answered in that podcast. But thanks very much for listening. Have a great day.